Welcome to Control Alt Revolt the Podcast, episode forty-nine. I'm Nick Cole. I am single white Medusa here on episode forty-nine. 49er. Minor forty-niner. <laughs> this is the second time recording this podcast today. We had a great podcast. And then the recording failed halfway through. So we're breaking it down and we're bringing it back to you. The coffee is hot. The sauce is spicy. And we're talking about the state of play in the world today. We just, uh, we went, we went and did CrossFit this morning. And then we got a salad. We got a chef salad at our favorite Jewish deli. And then uh, Single White Medusa got a manicure. Yes. Much needed manicure. Ready to go for another few weeks, uh, just in case. Uh, we have a little, the action is the juice moments coming up. I'm ready. You're ready. My nails are done. You're ready to, to, <laughs> to switch magazines and exactly. break nails. <laughs> and um, and then we, we got a quick little French bistro. We're eating a lot today because our CrossFit guy said... Uh, we were asking him, why are our legs always so sore after we do legs with you? Like, sore for two or three days after, really badly. Like, Nick was like, we feel like we have, like, we call it leg flu. Like, it's really bad. And he's like, well, you might need to eat a little more after, you know, you do those really major workouts. Because, like, it's kind of like your muscles need more fuel to kind of pull from. And that was all you had to say to Nick. His day was made. <laughs> I was all, tell me about your new religion. <laughs> exactly. I would like to know more about your exciting product. <laughs> and uh, so then we had a nice uh, hambon fromage sandwich, and then we had some pasta, and then we had some sausages. That sounds like a lot. I know. We're out <laughs> we of control. Like small portions. But we had a tough too, day but... yesterday. We were working on the swag cans for GE, and that like really smoked us all day. Which is why we did not do a podcast. Like, I kind of, like, hit a wall. I'm like, I'm done. And that was even, like, that was, like, at 6.30 or 7. So, I mean, it was, like, a full day of really hard work, I would say. Like, it, different type of work than we're used to doing. I yeah. mean, we, we work hard, but, like, this was very uh, kind of assembly line type work. As in, you know, kind of doing the same repetitive thing over and over. Hunched over. And, uh, but it was fun. I mean, we had a good time, but it was it was tiring. Those GE cans are beautiful, though. Yeah. Beautiful. It is. They are really cool. Like that. That was really slick. And nope, we are all out of them. They were limited production, and they're all sold. But they're absolutely beautiful, and I really dig them. And I actually, I, apparently, I get one, so I'm excited about that. Um, we have two topics to talk to today that I think both dovetail nicely with each other and the first topic is if you give us the breakdown single white medusa yeah um we were having a talk with a couple of our kind of middle-aged single lady neighbors um about the vaccines and their take on it was rather interesting um actually nick was talking with them and i kind of came out halfway through and there was kind of a funny moment kind of right after i came out he turned to me um, and he, I could, it wasn't really obvious, but I could tell that it was, he had a certain look that he was giving me. Not like, I don't think they noticed, but we know each other really well. And he was like, yeah, I'm really glad we got the vaccines, aren't you? And I was just like, so I kind of got the, I got the hint. So I was like, oh yeah, yeah, totally. Me too. You guys, you know? And so, um, that was kind of interesting. And so what were they kind of saying to you? Well, it's kind of funny. Like you might think that, uh, single white Medusa is the wallflower and I'm sort of the opinionated one and everything like that. But there are certain topics 
where I literally have to like restrain her and she'll go to the mat with somebody. Some of you know and is know her as a destroyer of Karens. So there <laughs> it has been quite a year for that fiery Brazilian temper to uh engage at broadsides and I knew this was a moment because both of these two nice old ladies who I've known for a number of years um, just feel that they're they're so bitter because they got the vaccination and now the um, the dirty unvaccinated have ruined everything and they're having to go back into lockdown and they're very upset about that but it, it really is for the best it really is for the best we do have to go into line I'm quoting them and so it was a very interesting kind of um, ironic moment in certain ways because they they haven't been outside all year i've kind of observed them and now they're they're out and they have the freedom to go out and they even got vaccinated and 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 now they're upset because the unvaccinated have ruined them and that's the first topic today is the beginning of the rhetoric of divisiveness that the establishment is pushing in saying that there's this group of people and they're harming you by their unvaccinated status. And so if we talk about that for a moment, never in the vaccines, this these COVID vaccines history, was it ever advanced by the makers and by people who followed the science and listened to what was going on, going on and studying that the vaccine would, as Joe Biden said the other day, if you take the vaccine, you can't get COVID yeah. or something he like that. He said that, and it was false, because you can still get the va- the COVID. You can still get COVID if you've had the vaccine. The vaccine only helps you with some of the more harmful side effects, and is supposed to help help you through that. That data actually is now in doubt too. Now it's turning out that maybe the vaccine might actually be ru- increasing the numbers of hospitalization, things like that. But it. It was still said that you you are symptomatic, you are still a carrier, you're supposed to be less, all these things. But, of course, the mainstream media sold it like Joe Biden sold it, which is get the vaccine and your life can return to normal. You know, like we were being held hostage or something, or like terrorists. So they really have enjoyed themselves staying in all year and getting free money and kind of doing Zoom meetings and also just pretending that the reason you don't have a life is because of something else and and not because of anything that you would do in your life. You would have a life if you could. You would be down jet skiing in a bikini at the beach, you know, at your age. But these dirty, unvaccinated people have made your desire to jet ski in a bikini at 56 years old a, a, a dream that you will never, never achieve. Thank you, dirty others. And And I participated in several conversations yesterday that were and I watched a lot of online conversations too. There's three groups in our society now. There are the 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 controllers, the top, the government, the thought leaders, and you see that personified in Joe Biden, who is telling people that you're stupid if you're not vaccinated, and that you need to get the vaccinate vaccination. Then you have the influencers, people on CNN, and you hear the rhetoric coming out of there. And the rhetoric often from that level is. Boy, we're really getting tired of the unvaccinated. They're doing this. They're causing us. They're causing our children to have to wear masks. They're causing our friends and family to die. They cause pop pop to die. That's not the case. That's not the science. People still can infect you with the vaccine. People still can get sick and die having the vaccine. Those things are not in doubt if you follow the science. But if you head over to La La Land, you're told that people who chose not to participate in the science experiment 
are actually driving and making the sick. Now, there are people coming out that saying because of the wild amount of vaccination that's gone on, that has actually developed the Delta 19 variant because the virus is struggling to find a way to infect people and it's it's mutating. I don't know if either of those things are true, but I do know this. You're never reaching a COVID zero world again, and the vaccine probably doesn't do anything for you with not getting it. What probably does something for you is being healthy. And being healthy sometimes means mixing it up with dirty people and getting all kinds of bacterium all over your skin and saliva and all those kinds of things and, and having a healthy flora and fauna that exists in society, not slathering yourself in antibacterial lotion every 10 seconds, not staying in isolation, not staying inside when clearly we were told that if you go out in the sun, if you get vitamin D and zinc, those are big things that help you fight it and help you prevent it. But that's weird. In California, we had the governor uh, roping off the beaches, roping off the parks, making sure no one could go outside. You see the lockdowns around the world. Don't go outside into that sun. Whatever you do, don't go outside into that sun. You mean the sun that's supposed to give you very good Solomon, like the best vitamin D you can get is from the sun. Yeah. Instead, they don't even want you to take vitamin D anymore. Which is so crazy because I've looked at the numbers for vitamin D a lot lately. Um, like, because I have a slight autoimmune condition. And even for autoimmune conditions and so many conditions, but very specifically COVID as well. Like, if your vitamin D levels are not low and they're normal, healthy, good levels, you're, uh, like you're so much better off with those kind of things. And I think it was like 80% of hospitalized people, for example, with COVID um, had were vitamin D deficient. So that's just sort of the thing is like, if you're not vitamin D deficient, you're very, very likely that you're not going to get really, really sick. And yeah. that's with a lot of conditions, not even yeah. just COVID. So, and it, we did find when we got my levels up, my condition improved and got better. Yeah. So And remember, in the report that we're about to read coming up in the second part, on the second point, we were told that, like, one of the big factors for dying from COVID is obesity. Yet there they are giving you hamburgers, french fries, and shakes to take a science project for the rest of your experiment, for the rest of your life. So remember, a lot of the things that the government is saying are not true, but we've discussed that in previous podcasts. So... What What is concerning to me at this moment now is the increase in divisive rhetoric to vilify those who don't want to get the vaccine. It, it flies in the light of data and science. And like I talked about the other day, we talked about the other day, we are on step 6.5 to the 10 steps of genocide. The next step is they start rounding you up for the greater good because, you know, if you guys are going to ruin and wreck ourselves, what, what was one thing I heard? Um, it's time for the unvaccinated to stay home so that we can have the world. Well, isn't that sound like we're moving very close to being quarantined and rounded up and segregated because we choose to just use our freedom, our God-given freedom and our rights and our liberty, and we choose not to predict, well, that's not enough. Remember, you can have democracy as long as it's their democracy. And their democracy says you all have to be vaccinated with no laws, flying in the face of science and it's amazing how the government ended up with all this power and control over our lives for this health health product but the increase in rhetoric from all three levels from your neighbors on the street um, 
parroting the talking points of the influencers who are expressing these concern glasses problems with the unvaccinated to the leaders at the top basically telling you you are going to do this you're stupid you're shaming this is what happens before genocide this this is this is the normalization of violence and so if we use last year where the insurrection quote unquote um, those people are being hounded to death they're being threatened we're having a literal kangaroo court in uh, inquisition um, the media talks nothing about it um, police officers get up and betray their country by telling lies and and histronics and dramatics and our and our elected leaders to make a point that the people who did this thing are the worst people in the world while for a year people burned down people's businesses burned down main street and those people were rewarded with more stimulus and were able to return the things that they looted from high-end stores at other high-end stores and are told those people are a protected class and you people aren't and we're going to get you so when you live in that america and then you live in america where they're now encouraging the average person to look at you because of your choice of liberty in not getting vaccinated as a threat as vermin as something causing disease as a threat to their existence what comes next is normalized violence and what comes after that is segregation and camps for the greater good for your own good you'll be safer over here you'll be safer not participating in society and will be safer too and honestly isn't that the best and so that was what i noticed yesterday and I, and i think you've noticed it too right right but i think what i don't understand with people like our two neighbor ladies for example is like okay i get that you're not hearing alternative media so you're only hearing the leftist side of things but how do so many people like them get this like short i get would you call it short-term amnesia where it's like how do you not remember the promises the great promises that you were just made about getting the vaccine how do you not question like wait how come i'm supposed to trust you guys and you told us if i got this i won't have to wear a mask anymore i'll be safe blah blah blah, blah. how come they don't at least like i don't get that they don't question that like wait so you guys weren't correct on this why am i supposed to still keep trusting you now because people are not smart most people are actually dumb. I've talked about that in another podcast where uh, for a large portion of my life, I labored under the delusion because of my upbringing that most people were smart and I was actually dumb. And I'm not saying that I'm smart either. It's just the average person is dumb and getting dumber by the second. As in, I think you're pretty smart when you're young. And I think if you actively pursue intelligence and the development of critical thinking, you get smarter. Most people drink and do stupid stuff encounter pain take pills um, learn bad habits sit in front of a propaganda 24 7 propaganda machine and get dumber every day they don't work at getting smarter they work at getting dumber so you combine that with the fear factor of a four-day news cycle so when you were a kid you were worried about floods that was your big thing. That was my biggest thing. Probably kidnapping, too. Kidnapping but floods was floods. my biggest thing. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell people about your flood oh worries? Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. I had an irrational fear about it. I mean, I can't even tell you how much I would flip out if yeah. I thought there was going to be a flood. Mainly, probably the biggest case in point was, like, 
uh, I was, my mom was driving me in the car because I'm a little girl and we drove by a fire hydrant that someone had, I think, run into with their car and it was like shooting up in the air, this huge thing of water. And I literally was like on the floorboard of the car <laughs> having a panic attack and freaking out because I could not understand like how they were ever going to stop that amount of water and like it was just going to keep going forever. Water's just going to shoot out of the planet. And, we... and I knew like I knew the Bible. So I did know like, OK, God said he'll never flood the earth again. And I believed that. But I, I was like, that doesn't mean that like. The, the area that I'm in can't yeah. flood. You know what I mean? So. And yet we have passed by broken fire hydrants or broken sprinklers. And well, and you you do have a hot, sweaty moment. Like, if you go into a bathroom and the sink won't turn off, you come back to the, the table. That's the weird one. Because I'm like, that's Why only like go? a trickle. I, right. I still feel it a little bit. And I have to be like, stop thinking about it. Put that way back in your head in a little compartment. Don't, like, you can't focus on that or you're going to freak out. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. But you don't think about that all the time. No. You don't no. live in fear of it. Because I guess you I know. you live in fear more now of like health crises because you've had some. I guess, but sometimes yeah. those don't freak you out as much as right. You well, you're they an would adult and you and, you, and you've learned to handle things. But I'm just saying like the things that you were afraid of are not the things you will be afraid of. We have a tendency, and especially when one of the I heard one guy who was dying and he said, um, uh, and he didn't die, like, but he had a pretty terminal sentence. And he said, you know what cures you of your fear of dying? He's like, dying. Dying yeah. actually cure, As in, like, when they tell you you're going to die, he said it was really weird. And he had talked to other people. They had had that same thing. They said, yeah, it's weird. You're, you're not afraid of death anymore at that point. Like, you're concerned and you have things like, but now you're into, oh, well, I better deal with this. And you've kind of faced it. People who are irrationally afraid of surgery or something like that. You know, and then they go through surgery and they're like, well, that that's wasn't, nothing. that's You just go to sleep bad. and you wake up and it's done. Yeah, but, but before you do it, it's not, you know, so I'm just saying like these people live and breathe on fear now. The literature that they read is fear-based. Uh, the TV shows that they watch are fear-based. The information is fear-based. Your eating is fear-based. Oh, this doesn't have cyclamins in it. Oh, this does have cyclamins in it. You know, like... You're, oh, eggs are bad for you. Oh, no, eggs are good for you. Oh, sugar's bad for you. Oh, fat's bad for you. Eat this, eat that. Like, if you look at the average person's life, there is so much fear that all they can do is fear now. And all someone had to do was come along and say, there is this invisible killer stalking your planet and the death is horrible. Look at these videos in China. These Chinese people are just falling over dead right here. Don't look at that mouth reading and lipping in the background. It's all fake. The people who were trying to warn people in the videos, because apparently that was happening. Wow. But, you know, and, and, and did you see any bodies in your... Hey, anybody in the comments who saw a body in the street, let me know. Nope. No. I didn't. No. The only body I've seen is Tiffany Dover when she died on camera after getting the vaccine. Yeah. The okay. only body I've seen in the riots was Ashley Babbitt. But apparently it was real bad yesterday and everybody had to cry. So anyways, that's a topic for another day. But it's 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 the, it, they've taken the lowest informed and given them what they need, which is the desire to hate something, to beat a dead horse. Mm-hmm. Hey, the beat a dead horse bit I did, that's in the other podcast. That's right. That was probably inappropriate. <laughs> You were you were kind of saying like 
that's not such a bad thing to get out your aggression if you find a dead horse. You see a dead horse, beat it. You know, like it's dead. You're not doing any favor. I'm like that. I think you might have a little problem if if that was you. (laughs) You might need to. No, the real person is the person who sits there and says everything is fine while everything's going absolutely completely to hell in a handbasket. That's the person who's going to snap and go postal. It's the person who pulls over by the side of the road, gets a stick, and beats the crap out of a dead horse. Same thing for me when I go into a gym, my gym, at the end of the night, which is in my garage, and lift some weights and get get everything out and have a great time. Decompress. Like, smart people realize you can't carry everything, and so you get rid of the stress. Instead, we have a group of people who have been told to stay home for a year, drink at home, uh, smoke cannabis, take pills, and live in fear. And now they're coming out into the world and they're told, oh, it's not actually the vaccine and it's not actually the virus. It's these people that are conveniently politically aligned against us. <laughs> they're the ones that are actually ruining your lives. I sure hope you guys don't mob them and beat them and attack them. And that's why I'm telling people in my neighborhood, because old ladies kibitz, uh, yeah, yeah, we got the vaccine. Yeah, we're all with you. Because the mob is going to come burn your house down. Yeah. Because they think, and you really have to accept this part, you are a threat to them. I mean, we've seen people online, haven't we, even literally uh, equating us to murderers. Mm -hmm. And as you said in our other podcast, a little bit. Man, that podcast was gold. (laughs) If... Like, if we find it, if it resurfaces, we will post it, and it'll be an A and a B podcast. And you get the <laughs> same information twice, but with 50% more comedy. Yeah, like, it's different enough. It'd be kind of interesting. But I think you were just saying, now I <laughs> I forgot what you were saying. The um, people who po- post online. Yeah, that, um, oh, I lost it. <laughs> See? I know that feeling. I know. So we'll jump over here real quick to uh, topic two, which is there actually was a COVID report today released on how, who got sick and what the comorbidities were. And why don't you talk about that first and tell us what that report was. Yes. And we will try to remember to post a link of this. Um, Yes. We have been asked to post more links. And so we will post those links in the comments so that you can join the comments see the links, and then hopefully comment, because we really learn a lot from people's comments, and we like that. And also, a lot of you have actually sent us into some really cool places to do research to keep this show going. Exactly. So this was a video, a YouTube video from Peak Prosperity, Chris Martinson, and he was looking at, actually, the some of the latest CDC stats. So definitely not a right-wing partisan (laughs) site for stats if anything they probably veer the other way but even so he found them quite interesting and it was basically um the thing that he was focusing on was from march 2020 to march 2021 so a full entire year of covid numbers the worst eight comorbidities so we've been hearing um you know elderly and people with comorbidities or especially both you know those are the people that are really having trouble with covid so The interesting thing is, apparently, it's not just every old comorbidity that's out there. It's they kind of were able to dial in on what are the really dangerous ones and which ones seem to really not make a difference in the death numbers and stuff. So the worst one was obesity. So that was the highest um, number of 
of debts were like also had obesity in the mix. And then the second one was anxiety and fear related disorders, which that was he thought was weird. We thought was weird. That was very unexpected. The third one was diabetes with complication because apparently way lower down on the list is diabetes without complication, which is probably good for anyone out there that might have, di- yeah, might have diabetes yeah. that's kind of like managed and not too bad. Yeah. Doesn't really seem to uh, increase right. your danger numbers at all, which is good. So diabetes with complication. Uh, number four was chronic kidney disease. Five was neurocognitive disorders. Six was chronic obstructive pulmonary disease and uh, bronchiectasis, if I said that right. Um, Seven, is that right? One, three, four, five, six, seven. Was aplastic anemia, and eight was coronary atherosclerosis and other heart disease. So the one of the takeaways that that was very interesting from this data, and Chris Martinson is a um, pathologist. He's a doctor. Pathologist mean, meaning he deals with a lot of corpses. That's his gig, mm-hmm. and a toxicologist too. Mm-hmm. And he was a big proponent of ivermectin, so of course he had to be silenced forever. Exactly. Um, but. Um, here's one of the takeaways. Two thirds of the people who died from COVID had six plus comorbidities. So when you watch the news, they tell you, oh, your kids could die. You better put masks on little Jenny and Johnny. Well, no, they didn't get, they don't have comorbidities. They, they, none of them got sick. And it was amazing. Also, the number was so small of actual healthy people who died from COVID. And again, they even had to water this down and they said, you know, Chris Martin was saying like a lot of these people reported as having COVID, even though they got hit by a bus or got three gunshots to the chest, they still had to count. But a lot of healthy people did not die of COVID. In fact, very few. In fact, almost statistically unrepresentable. And plus these numbers included, this did not uh, differentiate by age. So these numbers did include like, um, in all of the categories, it did include elderly, elderly yeah, people in those as well. Yeah, it meant even really, so. really older people or people who were in that prime 50-plus group who were healthy didn't die. But that's not the fear story that we're sold constantly. Mm-hmm. So there was there was that to consider. There was also just the fact that the, the immediate takeaway that you can take away from this, the takeaway of the takeaway that you can take out and have at home for takeout <laughs> dining, is that... The people who died from COVID, here's a simple way to put it. The people who died from COVID were already very sick. Right. They were very sick people. So in Australia, they locked down the entire country for an 80-year-old man who his best years were ahead of him. He was just getting it together at 80. Even though their life expectancy there in Australia was something like 76 or 77. So he had already lived past the average life expectancy in his area. Yeah. So those are some of the takeaways that you you get from from this 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 disease. Um, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about today, in just looking at those things, because I think that there was another navigational access point that you can take away from the entire story of COVID about these numbers that might not be apparently apparent, apparently apparent. But if we put on you know our what if lenses. And we maybe try to see things through this lens. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to try to say, we're gonna, I'm going to advance a couple of, of constants to navigate by. And then we'll see, we'll see where that takes us. So we know that this virus was created in a lab in China. Um, that's not 
doesn't seem to be in much dispute these days. And we know that most likely it was a bioweapons lab. And if you think that there are bioweapons labs that have a big bioweapons lab here sign outside, well, there's Fort Detrick, but there's not many other places that have that. In fact, most bioweapons labs are not marked as bioweapons labs because the, those places in other countries don't want the Americans to go ahead and drone strike those if they end up in a shooting war of some kind. They try to keep the labs secret. And so it is very, 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 very likely that the Wuhan lab was a bioweapons lab. So let's accept those constants. You can disagree. Let's Maybe they're not true. No one knows anything yet, but there are some factors in indicating pointing that way. So just for the purposes of where we're going in this conversation, let's accept those things. And let's accept one further push. Let's really accept that this was a bioweapon. I can give you an argument that it's a bioweapon. The argument is it was released in China whether it was accidental on purpose, but if it was released on purpose, let's study how it was released. Well, China restricted all access within its borders. You couldn't go from Wuhan to anywhere in China, but it made sure that everybody could go to Italy and the United States and England as fast as possible, as fast as possible and as high volume numbers as possible. So to me, if you understand the history of bioweapons, and they're very ancient, They've been around for a long time. Send a plague person, a flu person into a city that you're trying to take and watch him wipe out all the able-bodied defenders so that you and your ravaging hordes can go in there and take the city with as little loss of life as possible at the walls. So that's kind of what happened here. China made sure that they didn't take the brunt of it and then they made sure that we, the rest of the world, and specifically the United States, took the brunt of the damage. So if it wasn't a bioweapon and it was just an accident, why not just contain it? Why 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 give it escape why give it escape vectors? Those escape vectors are going to come back to haunt you. They're still going to get back into China, maybe less so. They're going to cause you some social credit damage, all those kinds of things. Nope. It very specifically looks like a release strategy. Have you ever seen the videos of the Chinese women in Walmart and Target? Um, clearly feverish, clearly sweating, going around touching every machine as fast as possible in the early days and people taking cell phone video. That happened. That is how you actually release a bioweapon. You don't fly a missile over a country and it rains down viruses. You have to actually send infected subjects in. And apparently that's what they did. So again, that leads me to think it's a bioweapon. But let's analyze a few things. Let's take a drink of keen coffee today, which yeah. is excellent. Your usual almond ole. Ole, not ole. Ole. <laughs> if it was a bioweapon and it was released by an enemy, and let's really just hold that un enemy in our heads for a minute. I would ask, let's all let's all put on our command and conquer armchair general thing and play pretend we're playing a game of civilization and we're going to go wipe out the enemy. Okay, single white Medusa, you're the general and you're going to attack an enemy and you're going to use a bioweapon. And now you might be fighting an actual war mm-hmm. against other soldiers or you might be fighting an economic war against someone's ability to produce goods and services to bury your country. Who do you in that society want to kill with your bioweapon so that your country comes out on top and their country comes down on the bottom? 
able-bodied, healthy people, probably more so males, but yeah. some females too. Yeah, if you're going to do that, you'd want to you'd want to get your 18 to 24-year-olds. Um, you'd want to get the guys that you're actually going to have to fight. You would target them with the bioweapon so that if you do end up in a shooting war, well, all their guys are sick and yours aren't. If you're going to do a production war, you'd want to attack young people to middle age because those are your workers, about 18 to 45. And you'd want to make men and women, and you'd want to make sure that you devastate like in World War II. When they attacked the Nazis, they fought them on the front line. They also flew aircraft behind enemy lines into Germany and did bombing raids to devastate the factories. So if we're using the bioweapon version of attack, and we have accepted that it is a bioweapon, and we're reasonably certain that it was released in a strike fashion. It wasn't contained. It wasn't ameliorated. It wasn't mitigated. It was directionally released into the world and against specific targets, mainly the U.S. And so we accept those premises. We say that this is a bioweapon. And then now with this report, which is where we're coming full circle on, the report talks about today, and it makes very clearly that two-thirds of the people who got sick and died were already very sick people. Mm -hmm. The people who got sick and died were old, but don't worry, everybody. The FBI made sure that Cuomo... Once again, the FBI showed up to make sure that the criminal isn't going to face any problems. Cuomo, who forced and the other nutcase in Michigan, and then the other tranny nutcase who made sure that everybody went into... Uh, nursing homes except their parents where they died en masse mm-hmm. um, but don't worry the FBI made sure they're not going to face anything they can go on to do it again and I think we're heading into round two so you know there you go you got that to look forward to the FBI always showing up just in time to make sure that people get away with stuff yep um, except for you dirty right wingers you dirty yeah you guys are the worst <laughs> were you just protesting, walking around. Yeah. Well, guess what? Gulag for you. You guys are the worst. So, um, the people who died were old, fat, and sick. Not, you know, that that if you if you survey this report, that's the takeaway. Old, fat, and sick. Okay, well, under your strategy, General Julius Medusus. Yes. Um, Medusa Caesar. Um, you wanted to attack the people who could actually fight you. Sure. You wanted to attack the people who could actually produce enough bullets, beans, and blankets to fight you. Yeah, I mean, I think I would not worry about the people in the old folks' home because I'm pretty sure they're too frail to really do right. much. But this virus, we- virus weapon that w- is a weapon certainly is indicating that it must be, and I... I'm of the opinion that it really is. Mm -hmm. It was instead aimed at the elderly. Okay, well, let's look at the elderly in society. The first qualifier I have to give is I'm very pro-elderly people. Elderly people are awesome. I think you learn a lot from them. I think they contribute to the structure of our society and our families. I think they're good for us. And I think that your average Jake Tapper-looking deep state spreadsheeter doesn't think that. I think that they see elderly people and they see people who are a drain on society, who um, aren't producing anymore, who are absorbing goods and resources that the house, meaning the government, is a little behind in arrears on and doesn't really want to have to pay those bills like pension and health care and all those kinds of things. Hmm. Hmm. These people are doing nothing for us. Now, 
if I were an enemy like, say, China, and I was going to use a bioweapon, I wouldn't want the elderly to die. They're absorbing resources. It's good for you, China. Yeah, I'd want them elderly to stick around and continue to drag my enemy down on paper. Let's keep the sick people around, too. Yes. same thing. Yeah, sick people, same thing. Sick people absorb a lot of time and effort and health resources. Now, again, I'm going to get a qualifier. I think sick people, and I feel bad for the people that draw that straw, are awesome for society. Yeah. And if you've ever spent any time around for the, around them, you get more from a sick pe- sick person in the experience of helping them and being with them than they ever get from you. You grow. You become more compassionate. Your society grows, learns, becomes more compassionate, has honor and dignity. All these things are good for you. But again, spreadsheet Jake Tapper, he's like, oh, man, they're using up all the medicine. You know, all that stuff they always talk about when they talk about climate crisis and the need to do this and the need to force that and the dwindling resources and more for us and let us manage everything. They always talk about how those resources are being badly mismanaged. And I can tell you, they look at the elderly and they look at the sick and they say, if there was only a way we didn't have to carry these people on the balance sheet. But if I were China, I'd love those sick people in America Mm -hmm. because those sick people aren't doing anything and they're eating up resources that are used in direct competition with me. Now you have fat people. Fat people are pretty lazy on the whole. I know there are exceptions and all that kind of stuff, but the virtue of who they are doesn't make them the biggest producers, the biggest achievers, all that kind of stuff. Sorry, don't mean to say, you know, don't mean to be cruel to anybody, but being fat isn't good for you and it's not good for society. Um, There's too much corn starch, corn corn syrup, corn products in the United States, too many video games. A lot of our children are already grossly obese. Fat isn't doing anything for you. In fact, what fat is doing, if we buy the narrative that we're constantly told by CNN that we live in a world of dwindling resources, the fat people are just eaters sitting around eating up resources. They can't fight. They're not good workers. So what are the fat people doing for you? So I would say this, and and side note, you know that at the Hillary Clinton levels, I've been told that they refer to us, society, as mouths. And we're always the problem. What to do with the mouths. They don't really see us as people. They just see themselves as having the burden of wealth and leadership that they have acquired and then having to basically satisfy the mouths as their as their crucifix that they carry through this world um, that allows them to do all the awful, horrible things that they do mm. um, for fun and profit. But if I were if I were China... I would not necessarily want the sick or the fat or the elderly to be taken out of the equation by the bioweapon. When I was in the military, they would teach you to shoot to wound. And then you would wait for someone to come and rescue that person. This is what you're supposed to do. And then you would shoot those people too. And and thereby you would basically get more kills or cause the enemy more harm by causing them to use more resources in doing that. And so in a warfare standpoint, a warfare mindset, we would not, would would we really want to to take out the drains on a country, the yeah. sick, the fat, and the elderly? 
No, as China, I think I'd I'd want to give you more sugar. I think I'd want to make you sicker. I think I'd want to make you fatter. And I think I'd want to make sure you live a really, really long time by having an industrial medical complex that pills people to death to keep them in some sort of... And a huge, vast warehouse living spaces where people can just live forever beyond their joy and expectations of a normal life and just absorb more and more costs and more resources because guess what? You won't be able to economically compete with me in all the Belt and Road countries. And if we do go into a war, a lot of your population, instead of being involved in the war effort, is going to be involved in taking care of your sick, your fat, and your elderly. So if we look at the entire thing as a bioweapon, and that was the, the construct for this that I was asking you to accept, if we look at the entire thing as a bioweapon, can we honestly say that China released that bioweapon? Or can we say that Deep State Jake Chapper, Jake Chapper, Jake Chapper, <laughs> Jake Tapper released that weapon because it cleared him of a lot of obligations? It cleared him of the sick, the fat, and the elderly. It cleared them of having to run a fair election. It allowed them to grab your civil liberties. It gave them unlimited power to lock you down, to reward their friends and big tech and big conglomerates while at the same time destroying Main Street America and still destroying the amount of business owners I run into that are saying, I cannot find people to work because of the stimulus. Yeah. We are going under. And it wasn't China that closed our economy. It was our own government. And the question I would ask to you is, was it China that released the bioweapon or was it another enemy? And that's the podcast.